Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Real Flix podcast. And I know we don't really typically do this, but uh, we have to talk about some pre-show goings on. So the three of us logged on and we're ready to go about 45 minutes ago. <coughs> and then uh, sort of things just all went to hell. Uh, there were connection problems. There were, uh, well, a lot, there were several different connection problems. And then there were hardware problems. So uh, we have come to the conclusion that demonic entities are preventing us from recording this episode. Josh, would you agree? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to need to call Lorraine Warren since she is still around. So she can, she can help us. Well, let's see how old she is. 88 years young. I was reading her about her today. Go, You go, girl. All right. Uh, or, so... or we could call Vera Farmiga. I don't think she has the same skill set. I mean, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, she's 89, by the way. You go, Lorraine. That's awesome. <laughs> But anyways, uh, so we do have a, we have a fun episode today. Of course, we're gonna like we allude to. We're gonna talk about uh, the Conjuring, Conjuring Two, uh, actually well, both of them really. Uh, and we're also going to do a game night since there is no news to report on other than uh, the new Oceans movie, which is like it's being apparently it's adding a cast and it's being called Oceans Ocho, which. It reminds me of ESPN, the Ocho from Dodgeball. If you have anybody remembers that comedic classic, you guys ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah, it's been a very long time though. Oh, it's so good. It is so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't. I, I I feel like everybody should see Dodgeball at least once, especially a, for the the Jason Bateman turned meme at the end. That was, Adam McKay did that, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it sounds like something he would do. Yeah, it sounds like one of those Will Ferrell sports movies that he sort of was just, like, <laughs> churning out. No, that was with Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. Remember? Some Dodger Ranch and yeah. Dodgeball. A true, <laughs> under- true underdog t- or story. Yeah. Um, made a $120 million budget, made $167 million. Directed and written by Rawson Marshall Thurber. Of Central Intelligence fame, Josh. Yep, and he did a uh, really underrated movie uh, that I can't think of the name of. Easy A? No. Where are the Millers? There we go, that one. Where are the Millers? <laughs> With Jennifer Anastasia. Have you guys seen that movie? No. It's Parts. incredible. It's hysterical. I love that movie. Yeah, $270 million? Holy shit. That's a lot of money. A lot of De Niro, as uh, the Spanish call it. A lot, <laughs> a lot of Robert. Of, a lot of Robert Robbie De Niro. De Niro. Yeah, I, I said that to my Spanish teacher in high school all the time. She got really mad at me. That that's not how it's pronounced, Pepino. It's like I'm sorry. Pepino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know what that means? What in Span or in English? No. Uh, hold on. I can. Uh, it's uh, it's. Hey, it says it's a spiny plant, but that's not what I was told it means. I don't know. <laughs> she lied to you. What she say was me. <laughs> According to Urban Dictionary, it's a pepino is somebody who highly enjoys the thrill of playing ultimate frisbee in all caps. So he plays very tight defense, so be careful. <laughs> Sounds like me. Uh, but anyways, I don't know how we got to ultimate frisbee, but that'd be yeah. a, that would be an awesome movie, though. An ultimate, ultimate frisbee movie? Yeah, that's, I can get behind that. That'd be so funny. You guys ever, ever played that? Yeah, just take the script of yeah. Rocky and put <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee in or, or better yet, Creed, and add the emotional weight to it. I don't and, need to win. And, <laughs> I just got to go the distance with this team, man. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Um, anyway, we the three of us could write some really interesting films. I think uh, really thought provoking, super funny, thought provoking drums. Right, that we'll get to that one right after our National Treasure three. Uh, if you remember that one <laughs> with uh, Michael Jackson and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, before we get on to uh, the game and the movie, we're going to talk about uh, an open forum. This is the Reflex Open Forum. We're going to hold these every once, in a, every once in a while when somebody's got a bone to pick or if multiple people have a bone to pick or something's on their mind that they that we don't get a chance to talk about over the course of the show, we're going to do open forum. It'll be a lot of fun. So to kick off this new segment is Josh uh, Knitting Needle. He's got, uh, uh, he's got an issue for us that he wants to talk about. So Josh... Kick off the conversation. What's on your mind, friendo? All right. Well, this comes from something that happened today when I was seeing The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm done with movie theaters. I'm sick of movie theaters. I'm sick of mo- – more specifically, I'm sick of movie theater audiences. Uh, people – I don't know what you guys' experiences have been, but in – ever since – pretty much ever since I can remember starting to go to the theaters, you know, not with my parents and, you know, being an adult, um, I have dealt with – handfuls and handfuls of people that are just rude and disrespectful and don't know how to properly behave in a theater. Uh, people that talk loudly, people that don't know how to just sit down and calmly watch a movie. They have to sometimes off. I've seen people just get up and walk back and forth. I don't know why. Uh, I've people on their phones with the, I've seen people check Facebook for a solid five minutes with the brightness all the way up. Uh, and it's, this is what I want to talk about. I I want to bring this back up. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm fully endorsing screening room. I'm sure my endorsement means so much to the world, um, but uh, it's that program where you pay for I think it was a hundred or hundred fifty dollars for a box, and you pay a few, pay like I think fifty dollars per movie, and you get new releases. You can watch them at home. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You have to find a showtime. You don't have to say hey. What time can you go? What time can you go? We'll all meet here. No, you say, hey, let's all come over my house at this time. Sit on the couch, hit play, done deal. Nothing to it. You don't have to deal with strangers. You don't have to deal with all these terrible moviegoers. You don't have to deal with people on their phones. You don't have to deal with people talking. You don't have to people yelling anything. It's You don't have to have people coming in late, interrupting the movie. It's all just there for you in the comfort of your own home. And the reason I want this is because today... I was pushed to the edge. I went to see The Conjuring 2, and I was sitting down. I was happy. I was excited to see the movie. Um, And then, uh, right as the trailers were coming to an end, this these two elderly women. Yeah, like give us break it down a little bit further. Like, do you have like an age range demographic? Like, who are Uh, who are these people? Everybody, they're all terrible. If they stabbed Um, you, who how would you describe them to the police? Um. (laughs) Not me. Anyone who's not me should just leave the theater. Um, but right. these, but My bad. sorry, <laughs> no. But so the, these two elderly women—they're like they're—I mean, they're like I guess uh, just not movie people. You would say um, they are very eccentric people. Uh, people you would find in Florida is the best way to describe them. So they were uh, Jewish. <laughs> Is that what you're that's trying to York. say? That's New York, not Florida. Well, that's where that's where Jews go when they get old. They go to Florida. That's where, that's no, like... that's where everybody goes when they goes <laughs> goes when they get old. Don't... I'm not. Um, well, you're already old. You're used to the climate. You're not sensitive. <laughs> hmm. Well, and 
I don't know. That got away from me. I've never been described <laughs> as being anything close to sensitive. So fine. But anyways, Josh. So these two women, they sit down um, in front of me. And they, the first thing they do is they won't stop talking. And if it's during the trailers, I can tolerate it because I don't really even pay attention to the trailers anymore because I try not to watch trailers. Um, but once the movie starts, if you don't shut up, I'm going to be mad. So these two women are talking. They're not just whispering things. They're having a conversation at like normal volume to each other as if nobody else is in the theater. And then what happens is one of the women takes her sandals off and puts her feet up on the bar. Nice. And that was disgusting. And then after that, they both open up their giant bags and take out soda cans, cracking them open so I can hear all these lovely noise, taking out bags of chips or whatever they were eating. I hear these crinkling of the bags the whole time. And as they're doing this, they're still talking and they're making jokes to each other. And then they take out their phones and are checking stuff. And this is about five minutes into the movie. Now, what also happened is the movie started about 10 minutes late. So luckily, I got into the theater about five minutes late, so I didn't, you know, miss anything. But um, as it was starting, uh, the lights weren't going all the way down. And it was kind of just like at that, like, kind of bright, dim stage. And you've seen the movie, you know how kind of intense the opening scene is. Mm -hmm. So it kind of took away, on top of the fact that I had these two bitches in front of me uh -oh. being so rude and disrespectful and the lights weren't going down, it completely ruined the opening of the movie for me. Um, and so there was that. On top of that, there was another couple that were in front of me. And throughout the movie, they just kept checking their phones. They just would not stop checking their phones. And then, and I just can't stand it. I don't want to see your bright screen in my face. And on top of all that, the women would not stop talking throughout the movie. And then when the title came up in the movie... They're cheer they were cheering for some reason and like laughing and pointing at the screen. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Probably that family guy bit of like, oh, they said the movie, the name of the yeah. movie. Or, yeah. Even though they showed the name it's of the movie. It's just the title. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. And then throughout the movie, like I think like six times they got up. They She would like get up, drop her shoes loudly onto the floor, slide them back on so we could hear all hear the nice slam. She'd run out the theater then she'd grab a popcorn or she'd go out to get, go to the bathroom or come back, get a drink. Do she, they both did this like multiple times and it just gets, I don't, I don't like seeing people constantly running back and forth right in front of me. It's mm -hmm. distracting. Obviously if you got to go do something, yeah, go do it, but do it quietly. Do it you know, <coughs> calmly. Don't be an animal. Um, and yeah, that, that was just, I mean, I've had worse theater experiences, but this was just one. I just I can't take it anymore. I'm I'm sick of the movie theater. Movie theater. I love sitting in a theater with a a crowd of good people. Like when I go see a Marvel movie, uh, everyone's there for the same reason and loves the same thing I do. So that's fun. But overall, it's like it's not worth it. I just want to see my movie in peace with mm -hmm. nobody near me and nobody making noises and nobody being rude and nobody flashing lights in my face. So, so yeah, that's so where were you sitting? I was sitting in the, you know, there's like the, like the ground section and then the kind of upper section with the, like the yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was sitting in the second row behind the row, the first row of the second section. Okay. So there's there's your mistake right there, is bottom row, but or bottom section is always the one to go with. Really? I always go as close to the middle as I can get. Yeah, that's what I do. No, I like, well, I don't I always, whenever I see a movie, unless it's like a circumstance where I just, I can't help but, you know, not be able to sit there, uh, I always sit in the bot in the bottom section because that, I found that that way, that cuts everything out. So it, it's it's a lot less distractions, a lot less people for me that are, you know, in front of me. I've, and I, blocks to, it all the side, it blocks out the lights and stuff like that, but, you know. That's a good point. To counter that, when, when I, a lot, another time when I saw a movie, I sat in the in the bottom row because I, you know, that was the only spot available. And this guy and his daughter behind me. First of all, he took three phone calls during the movie, <laughs> with his phone not on vibrate but on full ringer, and his baby broke out crying twice during the movie. What movie was it? Man of Steel. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that didn't work for me then. Mm. So. Yeah, I guess that it's always about the audience. Hmm. Well, I mean that's that sucks. That's you never want to you never want to see that. Uh, have you guys ever had like bad ex- movie theater experiences? I mean, I know Cody, you one. told me about. I've had one. It was the with witch. the witch, yeah, and that wasn't my audience's fault. It was my theater's fault. Yeah, I've never had an experience that bad. The closest it came was um, Insidious Two. Me and my friends went and saw it. There were a couple of teenage girls sitting behind us, and they were talking and. All you got to do in that situation is ask them to be quiet. Yeah, did you ever did you talk to the old yeah, woman? Yeah, did you Josh? say, "Hey guys, can you please I'm trying to watch this movie?" Yeah. You did? I I went I said can, I said like whispered straight behind him said, "Can you please be quiet?" They said, like, "Yeah, sure, it's fine." And I mean, they weren't like after the first I say maybe like half an hour of the movie is when I did that cuz they weren't stopping and they were calmer, but they didn't like quiet. They didn't shut up. Hmm. They still they were still doing what they were doing. What were they talking about? <laughs> I mean, the movie? Or? I was, I was trying to pay attention, so I have no idea. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I mean, as for me, like, yeah. I... That one, or... That's... I wouldn't ever stop going to the movie theater. Yeah. I always... I have too much fun doing that. It's too good of an escape. But, and, I, I, and I would rather watch it on a good screen than my crappy television. Mm-hmm. Well... I have a nice television, so I don't... And know. not spend $50 on a new movie. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. We'll I mean, say, yeah, if you've got friends over, yeah, I totally get that. And that's, because you know, we all can all split the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, price, but still. But the qu- but the, the big $50. problem is you have to have at least four friends to split that up evenly, and that's a lot of work. So, I don't know. Exactly. It's friends easier to have, like, two friends. And then yeah. you can just go to the movies with. Exactly. Or um, just go alone. You but know? here's the thing. Do you get to keep the movie forever it, you get it for 48 hours to watch as many times as you want for 50 dollars. that's yeah. crazy no that that's the worst thing i've ever heard 20 dollars, fine that's a garbage deal yeah i don't i've never really had the, that bad of an experience or maybe i just tune it out okay but i don't know i just haven't really nothing I, maybe i'm just more i just i just hate people I, just, I mean, I've at the Conjuring too. I think I intentionally was one of those people. Unfortunately, not. not I wasn't being an asshole. I was just like losing my losing my mind. But we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's. I really, I, I can empathize with you, Josh. But at the same time, I've maybe I've just kind of rolled the dice well, and I haven't had yeah, a bad experience. The, maybe the audience around here is better than down in Maryland. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, we're uncultured here. Yeah, that's so. I know. I'm right next to the nation's capital. True. I mean, I see my stuff in Ithaca. I see it, which I've had no problems with. I've and then Syracuse, where I expect to have problems. I just nothing. I've never had a bad experience in Syracuse. Yeah, it's so. I don't know. Is there a is there like a politeness gap in between those two areas? I don't know. I just, but I can definitely empathize with you. I I'm fine with people. If you wanted to say, hey, I've been burned too many times and had movies ruined for me. And so I'm going to go screen room. That's cool. That's, I mean, I can understand that, but for me, I mean, I mean, I saw, I saw a movie in New York city. Okay. I saw a movie on a Saturday afternoon in New York city. And How it was, that? uh, it was fine. It was great. I saw, that's where it's, I saw Spectre there. I saw, and then I saw another, I saw mission impossible. I saw, uh, what was the fighting? What was that really bad fighting one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Southpaw. I saw Southpaw in, in New York and it was fine. That movie was great. I don't know what you're talking about. Southpaw was horrible. Oh, that was boy. the worst. That oh, was, boy. That movie was like the just, ugh, that was. That's one of my favorite Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Yeah, it's, well, that's fine, but I think that movie's trash. I'm, I didn't see it. You shouldn't. It's it's so, like, I'm, I'm fine. If, I don't know. I don't know what with I'm Creed, about. No, but like with Creed, if yeah, it's going to have a formulaic story, fine. But at least that one's like not boring. and It makes me feel feelings. Yeah. Like Southpaw is just like, hey, let's go through the motions. And I thought Gyllenhaal was pretty bad. What? He oh was committed, God. but he was really committed, but he was bad. Him and the girl who played the daughter, Rachel McAdams, are all great. I mean, to be fair, he'll never outdo um, his role in Nightcrawler. Well, yeah, but that. Uh, uh, I ever told you how I feel about that movie? No, let's hear it. That movie, I don't like it because he gets away with it. I hated his character so much by the end of the movie, I wanted him to lose. True, true. And then when he won, I was like, oh, there's no God. <laughs> where's I mean, fairness Where's fairness in the world? That's kind of the point. Yeah. I know, and I don't like being reminded that the world sucks. <laughs> it's literally the opposite of the reason I go to movies. True. That's a, that's okay sometimes, but like, like I guess with Room, it sort of does the same thing. No, but to be fair... Um, Room doesn't even go that extreme because you like the main character in that movie. You want her to succeed. Right. Or uh, if you think that the kid is, I think he might actually be. But that's a different discussion for a different day. I think uh, Nightcrawler goes a bit too far with it. Mm, that's fair. And it just upsets me. I don't know. I, I just, when I saw that movie, I didn't really I – I thought it was fine. I never really cared. I never thought it was like as amazing as people – some try it's to make just, it out to be. It's, it's Jake okay. Hall's really great in that movie. You have to admit it. I oh yeah, absolutely. I love really that. good. He's transformative, man. Like that's that's yeah. He was fabulous. I just never. I don't know. There's just some movies where I just don't. I just don't get it. You just like, don't get it. Like it's like, fine. Like like, <laughs> like I and no this this don't don't kill me for this one, Josh. But like with Whiplash, I th- I think it's a great movie, but I don't get like people like oh cinema's changed and it's just this you great just thing. It's like you also just don't like Miles Teller. Well, I, I you, there's probably some correlation. That's there. A, no, that, that that's a fine performance by him. He's he's okay in it. I don't I don't like I just don't like him as a person and with his whole career. But in the movie, he's fine. I just don't. I I never understood why that was that movie's as revered as it is. Like I, it's I J.K. Simmons' performance. It's I know, incredible. I know, but like it's just nothing. I didn't think that brought anything particularly new. It it's, was, a, it's. I mean, it really depends on whether you're the type of person that. I was more interested in concept or execution. 
Well, like, what's the? I mean, I I understood what the movie was going for. It's like, hey, how how far is too far to push somebody to greatness? Like, I got Whip. that. It just it's, seemed it's, like it was, like Whip. I think I think the I think the case of that movie is that is a that's like a premise and an idea done to perfection more than it is like a life changing piece of cinema. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, that's like, fine. All right. If, yeah, it's like, I just never I, really heard that from people. It's like, it's just awesome. It's like, well, give me more than that. I need more all, than it's just it's awesome. A, it's <laughs> about the directing, the execution of how perfectly done it is. Okay. Just, I can buy that. Yeah. All right. I just, my, those, I, I'm gonna like, I'm like Whiplash more now that somebody's actually explained it to me. Cause there's, <laughs> there's like, there's these, you know, you, you know, these people, Josh, they're just, they just don't feel like explaining anything. It's like, no, give me, tell me why something's great. Like it just, it just, it just builds. It's like, a, it's like a snowball, you know, it just builds and builds and builds that ending scene. Yeah. That just, you know, uh, my heart at that ending scene, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't take it. Yeah. Like emotionally? Like or just, it was, like, oh, I was it's, stressed. It's one of the most I was so stressed out. Yeah. Um, it was like that scene in room where, um, Jack yeah. escapes, mm-hmm. but like times 10 because the whole movie's building up to it. Right, and then just the fuck you look that he gives J.K. Yeah. Simmons is just the best thing in the world. Oh. That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. It's a very good point. Uh, all right, well, uh, anything else you guys would like to talk about? No, I have no soapbox to stand on right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of something. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty. I'm, I mean, I, I, as somebody who who can always find something to complain about, I'm pretty content at the moment. I had a topic, but I don't. I kind of just wanted to just pretend it never happened. Well, well give me the. Uh, let's. Well. Yeah, let's hear it. It's got time. You guys heard about the uh, X Men billboard controversy? Oh my oh, god, yeah, that's ridiculous. that's so stupid. All right, that is. You guys, so you guys talk about it because I, I just want to pretend it doesn't exist. Okay. So essentially, the if in case you know, and that's this. Uh, there's this billboard. I can't remember where was it. Like in Atlanta or something it was like that. Probably in Los uh, Angeles. I don't it was somewhere, but there was this like billboard, and it was like it was one of the long ones. That's like um, it's more uh, width than height to it. Like if you can picture it geometrically or whatever, and it's, it's a rectangle weighing on its side. Yeah, and it's a picture. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, if it's a and it, it's a picture of from the movie, like something that happened in the movie of Apocalypse, and he's got Mystique by the throat, and you know something happened. In the movie. It's like oh, here's this cool image of these characters and like these crazy whatevers, and. Apparently, people just got pissed off that like it's demeaning to women. Not people. One person in particular. Who? Rose McGowan. Do you know who that is? No. She's an actress who needed attention. Is what I took away from it. Has she been in anything good? McGowan or McCowan? I I think McGowan. Okay, McGowan. All right. Well, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't get it at all. <laughs> it's it's one thing if like he's curb stomping her or something. No, like she's that. just it's doing. And it's a scene ripped right from the movie too. It's just it's I in the trailer. Yeah, it's, it's something. It's something he does that, that to like twenty different characters too. And I think it's it might just because might be just because it's Jennifer Lawrence and I guess people still like her. I don't. I don't. No, know. it's because it's because it's a man versus a woman. Yeah, but then you see multiple examples in that movie of people getting care. their ass kicked. They see. By they a, I know they, see they do. See, they want to be hypocrites and they want to say, "Yay, let's you know be progressive," but then let's also be idiots. Let's, like you know? I, I can't remember who it was. It was no, it was Carlin. It must have been Carlin. He said something like, um, "Political correctness is fascism." masquerading as manners 
And oh, I feel like that's exactly what this is. That is a great line. Yeah, he is. He's the man. I totally. Ugh. There is no. Con- oh, here, here's a direct quote from her. There is a major problem with the men and women at 20th Century Fox. Oh, there is a major problem when the men and women at 20th Century Fox think casual violence against women is the way to market a film. How is it casual? It's not casual. What- What's casual <laughs> about that? Okay, let me. There is no context context in the ad. Okay. What? What Which, poster? What poster has context? <laughs> That's crazy. Exactly. It's not uh, like it's okay. If it's if it's the woman choke, if it's him choking her with like no with that's it. There's no type. There's no text on the thing this, at all. Fine, you have an argument there, but it's X Men Apocalypse. There's your context. It's a movie. She says there's no context in the ad. Just a woman getting strangled. The fact that no one flagged this is offensive. Great buzzword there, and frankly stupid. The geniuses behind this, and I use that term lightly. Oh, you condescend, Rose. You do that. Need to make take a long, hard look at the mirror while they count their money and see how they are contributing to society. Imagine if it were a black man being strangled by a white man or a gay male being strangled by a hetero. First of all, how would you tell? Exactly. The outcry would be enormous. So let's write this wrong, 20th Century Fox, since you can't manage to put any woman directors on your slate for the next two years. Fair. How about you? How about you at least ch- replace your ad? And then they apologized. X or they did. I, Fox apologized. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they, gave they in. shouldn't they, have done that. They shouldn't have they, done that. They just they wanted to save face. They don't want to be seen as the people. They're already having a X Men movie that's not doing great critically or with fans and isn't making exactly the money they want. The last thing they want is to also be the subject of a sexism or a scandal. Like it's just they needed to save face. Oh, they. They've made four hundred twenty-eight million dollars so far, so the movie's doing fine. Yeah, yeah they're killing it uh, with as far as the money goes. So, but I see this as like a PR thing. But for God's sake, Rose, Mc, Rose, whatever your name is, sh- just shut up. Give There's up. not. You're okay. Fine. If you want, if like I said. If that's an image of just Apocalypse choking her and there's no text, no like no name in the movie, fine. You've got an argument there. But to say that that doesn't have context is ridiculous because you see it's X Men. You know that something's happening. There's the movie, and it's, a, I mean, it's an interesting image. It's, like, what's happening there? Why is, who's this guy? Like, if for somebody who's in a casual movie fan, maybe they look at, like, oh, who's this guy? What's he doing in Mystique? It's something like that. I don't know. That's just so, that's ridiculous. I'm just going to say this. If, if also, the roles. wouldn't, and let me just bring this, or a gay, when she mentions, or a gay man being strangled by a hetero, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play your own card on you. Uh, would you just be assuming that someone's gay or hetero? Like that's profiling. If, How can you tell? Let me take my tumbler hat off and burn it. No way. It's just. I, or I don't get she it. says, imagine if it were a black man being strangled by a white man. And so what? A white man being strangled by a black man. I mean, it's it's the road. You can you can divert this road any which way, any which direction you want to. But at the end of the day, this is marketing. <laughs> You're marketing something. And I saw this is what I, I I commented somewhere on I think on a YouTube comment I said why if this had been reversed say it was Mystique was the villain yes. and Apocalypse was just you just saw a small blue painted Oscar Isaac yeah and Mystique <laughs> was and Mystique was choking him nobody would say a damn thing exactly nobody no. would care if it was or if it was Mystique choking another woman nobody would care. Or if it was a man choking another man, nobody would care. Yeah, there's but- like, oh, I, I, I can't really, I'm not, I can't really think of a hundred examples off the top of my head, but 
I'm sure there's been a few men against men violence post violent like movie posters. Every Star Wars <laughs> poster has a man fighting a man on it. Yeah. Literally, Star Wars Episode Three's posters: Anakin and Obi Wan fighting. Yeah. Um. There's there's no she's just being a bitch. <laughs> I don't like saying it like that. Yeah. Just, no. It's that's fine. That's you're justifying that. That's like <laughs> she she's is just irrational. She's. I mean, I, I I don't know her. Maybe she's a nice person. I'd never met her. I don't know. She can be just, nice as, as she wants. She's just an idiot. I don't know what her status is as far as her acting career right now is. But to me, it just sounds like a cry for attention. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm not really in the in the public eye right now. What can I do that can make me you know popular? I know. I'll say something stupid that will give me my 15 seconds of fame for you know that isn't validated at all. And that's all this read does to me, and it's pathetic. Her t- her. Her Twitter bio is the best thing ever. Rose McGowan, when her name is Rose McGowan and her at is her username is Rose McGowan, but whatever. Rose McGowan, activist, curious human, director, artist, singer, songwriter. Wow. Uh, she's making me hate her. How can you wear more. that many hats? And best part is her head shaved. <laughs> That's like, how. That's how she can afford all the hats. Sinead O'Connor, man. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> do what you she know does. she's gonna rip up a picture of <laughs> that image. Just... Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be hysterical. <laughs> Photoshop needs to get on that. Oh boy, she just seems like the worst. Ugh. But anyway, like, like I said, I just want I really just I want to ignore this and pretend it never happened. Well, it did. So thank you. No, no. Us, us continue pri- the the salt cast. Yeah, uh, so, us white uh, privileged cis men can. Bash people. I don't know. I I. The more I understand, you about, you felt. <laughs> yeah, that, that started high and then just crashed. The the more and the more I understand about Tumblr culture, the less happy I am. So I try to stay away. But I know yeah. I know just enough about them to insult them. So that's always fun. I had but, a Tumblr years ago, and I'm so happy I don't have it anymore. Yeah, Tumblr Tumblr has become a. Tumblr, but it's become an intellectualist void of just idiocy and. Let's see. What else? What other mean things? You, people make you feel bad for not being gay on that website. No, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like I, I once, I once heard a tum- like some Tumblr girl who, of course, was wearing black lipstick and had a choker on. She is like, <laughs> if by some astronomical impossibility you are born a straight male or you're born assigned to your gender, like your sexual preference or whatever, it's like, yeah, it's astronomical that I am a person. Or it's astronomical. I'm like, sorry, I have a penis. Yeah, like how do you how do you say that your something's astronomical when like everybody is like there's like 98 percent of people are like yeah that's just kind of me. That's I'm me. Not, that's the way it is. That's the way know. the world works. Like I'm not I'm not about censorship or anything, but just Tumblr needs to stop. They just need to stop. Like if you Tumblr about music, cool. But if you're like I'm a social rights activist on Tumblr, it's like come on, you go out into the world. All it's, it's not just Tumblr. It's just. This just every just everywhere. We'll make it stop. <laughs> we will. Real Flicks Town Hall or for Real Flicks Open Forum. Fun times. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe oh, not. Boy. See how this. That happens. was the the saltiest twenty minutes of my life. I'm gonna need some like. I'm gonna need some so water. I need some. Yeah, I'm dehydrated now. But uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's uh, let's have some game night, you guys. Let's bring the mood up. <laughs> I don't drink, but I need a drink. Jesus Christ. Game night. Game night. Game night. So, game night. Uh, we're playing fun game. Guess who? Or guess what, if you want to think of it that way. But it's it's game where we played once before where you think of a movie, and uh, 
you offer the the you offer the person you're questioning, you offer them clues about it. And with those clues that are a little vague but can also hint to certain things, you got to guess the movie. So it's a tough game, but I believe in you guys and I think you can do it. So uh, who would like to start first? I'll go first. You will go first. Your I'll choice, lose. Your, no, your choice is one or two. Oh, God. Two. Two. Okay. Uh. So, Code Red. This film was made in the 1960s. Okay. It is a thriller. All right. It has a very famous score, and it has been remade within it's the psycho. last... Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, point... Point code. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's pretty obvious now that I think about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last clue is going to be, and it's been remade in the last twenty five years. So just for your, your last um, hint, score. in that last uh, in the, in the uh, most recent remake, you can see Anna Hesh's butt. Nice hole. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I'm not even kidding. Why did tack that on? But all right. <laughs> So I want that that time between butt and hole was like you could fit a truck through there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Josh, so your film, okay, I'm gonna try to get more a little better at this, maybe a little bit more vague, or maybe Cody's just a genius and loves. I just, have you like, seen Psycho? I, I tried watching it once. I need to give it another go. Okay, it's pretty. I, I, oh, it's great. It's really cool. It's but it's it's a little bit more film schooly than like oh this is one of my favorite movies, but it's awesome. It's got the very strange bras. They're like the pointy wired ones. Sixties ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Josh. Your film has been released in the last ten years. Okay. Was nominated for multiple Academy Awards. Uh, won an Academy Award for acting, and is set in World War Two. World War Two. Perfect. So I'm gonna run through those again. It's been released within the last ten years. Has re- received when it, uh, at the Academy Awards received multiple nominations. And it is set during World War Two. Um, I can direct you, but I can't give you any more hints. So I can I can clarify as much as I can. So I'm trying to think of I'm, I'm trying to think of World War Two movies that come out in the last ten years. Um, he doesn't get it right. Do I have a chance to steal it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, oh, but you can, you can for for. Uh, <laughs> for like uh, charisma points, I guess, or just uh, All right. to feel better about yourself. Like, a, do you, okay. do you know if I have? It, have it, I ever ego boost? <laughs> have I ever talked about? Have I seen this movie? Do you know of? I would be I would be surprised if you didn't. Okay. If you hadn't, I should say. Um, let me think. World War Two. World War Two. Is it? Does it? Does it have a famous actor in the leading role? Yes. That's the last one I'm giving you. So okay. 10 count to start momentarily. I'll let you know when okay. it starts. Um, 10. Shit. <laughs> 5, 4, 3, 2, Duh. 1. Let me, I need Demitation a guess. game. Incorrect. Can I guess? Yes. Is it Inglorious Bastards? It is. 
Fuck. You would have had a good day. You had a good day so far. Yeah, too bad I didn't get any fucking points for that one. Sorry about that. <laughs> but good job. Uh, yeah, oh. so released in 2009. was nominated for eight Academy Awards. Best Picture, Director, Christoph Supporting Waltz Actor. for Supporting Actor. Original right? Screenplay and other ones. Yeah, Christoph Waltz won. I feel like if I said it won, then I would have... Actually, since you weren't really thinking of... Or did Bennett a cover match win? No, he didn't. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But... Uh, that was like the honestly that was the only movie in that era that I could think of. Yeah, World War, we haven't had as many World War Two movies recently, yeah. but no one's yeah, gonna when have. When you said World War Two, I went right to a Saving Private Ryan. I was like, oh wait, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. There you go. I, I should make it broader, like fifteen or twenty or something like that. But anyways, uh, cool, Josh, my turn. All right, all right. Your movie mm-hmm. reason was released in the two thousands. Okay. It is a science fiction movie. Okay. It is a it at the time it was released was a much anticipated sequel as huh. a part of a very popular franchise. Huh. Okay. Twenty tens. Two thousands, not twenty tens. Okay, two thousands. All right. Yeah. Uh is there anything else you can give me? Um little let's see. awards um, or something like or box office maybe, budget, I don't know, something. Um, let me check. Make sure what's, what awards this one. Uh, it was nominated for one Academy Award. Okay. So, my mind immediately goes to Star Wars, but I feel like that'd be too obvious for you to like think of. It's a highly anticipated sequel. So, what other sci-fi franchises? Maybe Star Trek. But does that count as a sequel, though? Huh. Depends on how you qualify a sequel. Ooh. Might be Star Trek, huh? That is a curveball. So it was released in the 2000s. Uh, how much was it? Do, can you tell me how much it was made for? Um, Do you feel comfortable telling me? It was made for north of $150 million. Okay. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did it win? I cannot say. Okay. okay. All right, all right. So that means... That means you you not saying means because that is, must be an important category. So that so who would win an acting category for a <laughs> sequel that made 150 million dollars? Now is this hard sci-fi or is this like loose sci-fi? Like it, is this like definitely? It could, it could. It's most people refer to it as sci-fi, but it could be referred to as another genre that I will not say. Okay. Uh, shoot. I was thinking you might try to trip me up with Harry Potter, but that's too—that's fantasy. That's yeah, that's deep fantasy. Straight up. All right, I'm just gonna say Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Damn it, you got it. Oh, got really? it. Wow. Nice. I was trying to make you think it was Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> that technically is a sequel, but technically. I, I straight off. I straight up went to Prometheus. Oh, that was it. Oh wow. Was, I never even thought of those ones. And it, it fit all the categories. <laughs> Look at me go. Oh, good job! Yeah, that was such a shot in the dark. No, I, I mean that, I, that's what it was in my head. I was hoping you just guessed the wrong Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> okay, Earth well, what? Seven. Okay. I, oh, I, no! Uh, when you said two thousands, I thought you just meant like two thousand to two thousand nine. Yeah, it's just. But I thought you would guess like episode two. Uh, why would I guess that? What? What? What Academy Award would, would that get nominated for? I mean, granted, <laughs> Batman Forever did do well, but no, no. 
But no, that was Academy Award nominated Batman Forever. That was a good one, Josh. That was a good one. It uh, he did try to trip me up there. Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe a little bit too much. But uh, awesome. So game night standings. As of right now, Cody, you have four points. Cool. Josh, you have four points, and I have five points. Oh no! So, how did I stop losing? When did that happen? No, you've been good. Well. It was the it was trivia which uh, which screwed you over unfortunately a few weeks ago because you 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 didn't get one of your half points right so you only That's ended up right. with a point and we doubled up on you so gotta get better on that trivia or as as well as you can do <laughs> but uh, that so that was fun game night always a good time so let's talk about the feature of the evening let's talk about the Conjuring two all I can sense is their own fear. <laughs> So, since Josh talked about inexperience at the theater, I should probably share mine. So, um, I went with a very dear friend of mine. Uh, we went to a Conjuring double feature. It was fun. Uh, paid sixteen dollars for a ticket. So eight, which is which is really cool because like eight dollars a ticket is way less than their normal. Very cheap. Yeah, their normal price. So it's like. Why would I even bother watching this at home and then going to see it in the theater when I could just save money and see both of them in the theater? It was awesome. So shout out to Regal. So we watched The Conjuring, and uh, let's see. I, I'm pr- which By the way, this has all come full circle because The Conjuring was the first movie I ever logged in my movie diary that's been going. So it's been going three years as of this week, which is really— Well, you need to end it now. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well— Start a new one. Well, maybe. I'm I, I, my you composition- put them all online. That's true. I, I don't know. I haven't gotten myself to do that. But anyways, uh, so I went and saw the theater, and this was, I think, probably my third time, but it might be my fourth, because I can remember, I remember watching it originally in the theater, and I remember seeing it at least once at home, but I think I might have seen it again. So it's around <coughs> for the fourth time, and I was just, I was just as terrified this time around, which yep. was weird, like, because once I got, once I got in the theater, and it's like, I, I kind of know what's going to happen, but... <laughs> For some reason, whenever I revisit, whenever I revisit, vi- revisit this movie, it just it takes longer to get to the scare than I usually think it will, which is mm-hmm. it's which There's is lots of build up. Yeah, and like it just seems longer while I'm in it than looking back on it. It's like you know, it's it's weird. It's like driving in snow almost. Um, so uh, so the movie, I seeing it again was awesome. Uh, I think there was like th- there was like three other people in the theater, so it was cool. And um, then when the movie ended. These employees came in. They're like, "Hey guys, so we're having some issues with the projection. So we're gonna move you to the RPX, which is like, you know, comfy chairs. It's kind of like IMAX-ish, sort of IMAX it's, light. Yeah, IMAX we got light. we got moved we got moved over there with awesome seats for free. So shout out to Regal for you know doing their jobs and being cool people for for once. Uh, no, they're good. Uh, so so yeah, it was really I had a really fun experience watching this movie. And um, well, my some initial thoughts are. I loved it. I thought it was. I especially loved it after seeing The Conjuring because I was in that. I was in the. I was like in the zone. I was in that mood, and uh, I just had probably the best time, best experience I've had at the theater all year. I'm fairly certain. Maybe since Star Wars, to be honest with you. Wow. Uh, this was a uh, this was a hell of a time, and I can't wait to talk about it further. So, Cody, let's hear from you next. I also had a good uh, theater 
experience this time. I had nothing as great as yours. I just had a good audience that mm-hmm. didn't suck. I mean, I feel extra blessed. Hashtag blessed now since <laughs> um, Josh told his story. But yeah, also my first impressions. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I low key love horror movies. It's not something I'd try to make part of my personality traits. I don't know why I'm like that. I just I really like watching bad horror movies, especially. But whenever <laughs> I get a good one, it sticks with me. Like the first Conjuring movie, I remember seeing that with a. I don't remember who I saw it with. It was a couple of my friends though, because that was before I started going to the movies by myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just a fun. That movie was fun to watch. Yeah. And spawned my favorite joke that I've ever made. Not during the movie, but after the fact. This is such a tangent, and I'm still going to go off on it. I don't even care. Dive off the deep end, bro. So, how many it's times, that kind of episode, I think. <laughs> how many times in horror movies do they look up into a window and you see a ghost? And then they look away, and then they see there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. How many times? Many. Every time. Imagine one time they do that. I'm thinking specifically, you know that scene where I think it's Lily Taylor's character is hanging up her sheets in the backyard? Yeah. And she looks up and she sees the ghost in the first Conjuring. Yeah, I'm getting chills thinking about that right now. So, (laughs) I'm so fucking funny. Um, Imagine, so the first time stays the same, she sees the ghost. She looks back down, she looks back up, and instead of the ghost being gone... You see the ghost just flipping her off. <laughs> <laughs> just you just see her in the just, and then it does like you know the the chest beat the hit both your hands like what fucking come at me just could you imagine a com a combat of ghost yeah like that but like not in the oh I'm gonna spook you out it's like yeah or, I'm gonna I'm gonna change like Randy Marsh in that episode you wanna go bro yeah the League episode <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> There's a scene similar to that in Insidious Three. Oh, I didn't see that one. Really? Yes. Is it the ghost playing the being the funny guy? Uh, the the human does. No, no, no. That's different. That's I can see that once a week when I watch Ghost Adventures. That's all Zach Bagans does. Yeah. And I just let loose that I watch Ghost Adventures every week. Uh oh. Dude, I own every season. Of, I own every season of Ghost Hunters on DVD. So you're fine. Like, okay, okay. You're cool. That's I love that show. But Josh, so uh, experience aside. Initial impressions on The Conjuring. Well, first, I'll just quickly talk about The Conjuring 2, because I don't think I've ever heard oh, yeah, no. about it. Oh, yeah, no. The first one. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Conjuring as well. Yeah. <laughs> did I say Conjuring 2? Yeah. Like, two? Oh, my God. I thought wow. you meant, like, 2 as in, like, well, T-O, I, but I know. I didn't even think about that. Um, what is this episode? Like, what is it's this? It's great. This is just All right. a yeah. episode. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So, T-O-O-2. Okay. Um, as well. The Conjuring as well. Um, yeah, so I made, I didn't see the first Conjuring in the theaters. The first time I saw it was on my laptop, but, but here's the thing. I watched it in a dark, in, in a hotel bedroom with the lights off by myself in my bed in the corner of the room. Oh God. And I was sitting there with my computer on my lap and I'm not kidding you. I was holding my blanket. (laughs) Nice. It and almost putting it over my eyes that well, i low-key watched the conjuring 2 
through my fingers. <laughs> like I was that guy. Oh. They're just like I, I, I closed off like like blinds of a cur- of a window as soon as like really scary things happened. Oh, so don't God. like I said, you guys are completely without shame on this episode. You can say whatever <laughs> you want, and I can totally hit you back with, oh well, here's how much more of a douche I am. Like here we go. <laughs> But anyways, Josh. The Conjuring, James Wan is, I'm, I might say this, I think I'm going to say this, I think he might be my favorite filmmaker working right now. That's fair. Oh, really? I would um, say he's definitely my favorite horror director working. He's my favorite horror director. Uh, he's Honestly, he might be my favorite horror director like um, in like my top three or top five horror directors of all time. But is right this behind like, um, John Carpenter. Uh, but my, Josh, are these like non-legacy? Like, are you tapping in Spielberg to that or no, I'm talking about just like people like of the modern age working right oh, okay, now. Okay. 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 That's fine. Um, I agree with you there. Well, not like he's not my favorite, but he's up there. Yeah. Like I, it's him, him and Nolan and maybe like one or two others are like in the contention for my number one working right now. Matthew Vaughn. Um, definitely Matthew Vaughn. Oh, baby girl. Um, but the conjuring is, it's my favorite James Wan movie. I love every, all of them, all of them except for one. I love every, pretty much every single one of his movies. What's the one and, you don't like? Uh, Death Sentence. Oh, I've seen never it? seen it. It's it's bad. It's really bad. Because I have never seen a movie of his I didn't like. Was his first movie? Oh, it was Saw. It was Saw, it? yeah. Um, I haven't seen Saw. But... Saw's awesome. Saw's favorite. Uh, was he involved with the 18 sequels they made? No, he, he, was, he produced two and three and then bailed. Oh, good for him. I love I mean, Fun fact, I actually talked to, in one of my classes at school, I had one of the guy. I think one of the guys, he's like an executive producer of the Saw movies, and he says that they have actually a really awesome script for the next one, so. We'll see. Exclusive. No, like, he kind of told, I can't say anything about it, because, like, we actually did have to sign, like. You signed an NDA? Really? That's awesome. Can you tell us off air? Um, if I can, yeah, I guess. Yes, okay. Um, but, yeah, um. Yeah, so I love James Wan, uh, and The Conjuring is one of my favorite movies—not just horror movies, my favorite movies of all time. Um, so this is like this was—I've been looking forward to this since forever. I was really bummed when The Conjuring Two was announced, and he was announced to not be directing it, but then he came back on board because he liked the script, so it was like amazing. But they pushed it back a year, um, but it was worth it. Um, so yeah, I was really excited for this. And the thing with The Conjuring is, I did the same thing again. I watched it in the exact same way that I first watched it about a year or so later. Like in in a bed, like on my laptop, and it was just as terrifying. It's it's one of the few horror movies I've ever seen where I'm just like, I'm don't I'm scared of watching this. It's as I've effective seen. every single time you watch it. It's terrifying. It's, I, I I never am not clenched up during the scene. Yeah. Where I forget which person it is, but whoever they're going to look around the person's room after they've been yelling and. There's some weird woman standing on top of the wardrobe. Right. Yep. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. That's, <laughs> no, that's no. Sheba. That that bitch. Best scene. Um, Best yeah, so scene. Might actually be Rose McGowan. Come to think of it. <laughs> uh, um, but but yeah, Josh. So, so fresh thoughts on the Conjuring two. Conjuring two. Um, I I like the Conjuring more. Um, but the Conjuring two is a fantastic movie. I loved. Pretty much every second of it. Um, this is a this is the best horror movie I've seen. Probably, I would say probably since It Follows, um, which is a recent horror movie. It's a great movie. Um, mm. And I think I, this movies like this will. Re- I feel like in the last two to three years, we've been starting to get in some kind of so- like legitimately solid horror movies in the mainstream as well as the indie world. Right. And I feel like. This could be taking a turn for the better 
because horror is such a terrible reputation <laughs> well, last decade or so. I feel like the more horror, like the more better horror there is, it almost cheapens it in a way. Like mean? action yeah. movies are pretty stable. Like they're always they're like they're solid across the board. But with horror movies and yeah, and right. comedies especially, I usually I, really good or really bad. No, no, yeah, like I get that you want as many good ones as you can, but having that many good ones sort of takes away from the great ones if you know what i mean like i kind of if you have two really re- like hysterical like imagine if the 40 year old virgin and anchorman came out a month apart or something like that oh like boy. you need to space out your your comedies in the same way that you need i think you need to space out your awesome horror movies like i feel like even though i didn't care for it as much but i feel like the timing between the witch and this might have been a little bit too close where you got to space these out where i'm fine if you're going to have a stupid horror movie to pay the bills like that's fine but like i mean to be fair let's think about this though the witch and the conjuring are two completely different they're very movies. different types of horror they yeah. and you it they're just they're not even comparable in my opinion they're like yeah you, they're, they're apples and oranges they're when for it comes two to very filmmaking. different yeah exactly mm-hmm. the, the witch is more of an artsy movie yeah. I've been thinking about that recently, actually. Um, well, this is this a, this because is the Conjuring is more mainstream, but it's still super good. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's a, and this is what James Wan was saying a couple weeks ago. He wanted to bring respect bound to back to mainstream horror, and it's working. I think if he's he doing. Ke- if he keeps making movies like this and Insidious, one, uh, Insidious two was all right. I never saw Insidious three. Um, was Insidious three even good? I, I loved Insidious 3. He didn't direct it, though. So. Oh, he didn't? Well, if he keeps... I'm sure he was involved with it, right? He he His uh, partner for like 10 years directed it, and he produced and co-wrote it. So, so yeah, he's he's close to it. Yeah. If he, if he keeps making these great movies, I think he's going to achieve his goal and personally bring in... I'm going to sound like such a fucking douchebag. A, uh, a renaissance of good horror movies. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> didn't that make me sound so douchey a little bit but that's okay uh you know i i, I think that for me this is the best uh, horror movie since birdman once in a while gotta, i gotta i gotta trash birdman at every possible opportunity at least once per episode this is your star wars yeah pretty much fucking birdman uh but yeah so let's talk let's let's did you finish your initial thoughts on the movie josh uh, just overall, I just I loved it. It's, okay. it's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's let's dig a little bit deeper into there. Um. I think the main takeaway that I that I had from this movie, it wasn't a, it wasn't anything that happened in the movie. And let me explain myself because my favorite scene of the entire thing was the fire truck scene. Oh God. With a little kid oh, in his fire truck. Oh my God, that killed me. But my favorite part the the reason why I say like my favorite part of the movie was something that didn't happen in the movie is that. Uh, in the RPX where I was sitting, they had these leather seats, mm-hmm. and there was it wasn't a full theater. It was I think it was it was somewhere around like sixty five to seventy five maybe percent full. So it was like there was a lot of people, and there was this moment, there was this moment where everybody kind of knew what was coming, and they were still all terrified. No, but here's the best part: is that it was a very quiet scene, and every like every I think everybody so everybody knows what's coming, and there's this like squeaking. That's coming from the theater. Everybody's like fidgeting. Everybody's oh my uncomfortable. God. Every like, it's it's almost like that. It's like the pickles from SpongeBob, where he like <laughs> squished the pickles together, 
and I wanted like I wanted to live in that moment for as long as I possibly could where everybody's just like tense and they know what's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. They're just they're trying to like brace themselves for it almost and then the, the actual scene itself happens, which is just an awesome scene. And that was like that was like heaven for me. Like as as going to the movies, that was so amazing. Like I'm gonna go to the horror like if I see a movie like this horror movie ish, I'm I'm gonna go see it in the in a context where I can have that moment again. Cause I just fell. That's something I've never experienced before. And I loved it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that. And, um, well, here's my question for you. Yes. Um, because that was very similar to my theater experience, mm-hmm. especially in that scene. And whenever you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. These horror movies they have, I don't know, but they help the way, um, they use the score, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. helps create moments like this, but I think it kind of, also takes away right from what they're doing but at the same time bringing the score down to nothing you know something's gonna happen so everybody starts getting super tense right like you said but like in my theater during that scene and a couple of other scenes the music stopped i knew instinctively i stopped eating my popcorn i was like i'm not gonna fuck this up for anybody Mm -hmm. it was dead silent yeah you could not you could hear the pin drop it was just so like exactly but so my question to you is do you think it would be better um without the squeaking no no way it made squeaking it helped it made it even like, <coughs> it made it better it made it a million times better because it's just like like i said it was like something i know we we're talk we kind of talked about the whole going to the theater thing but i just felt like we were all in that together like everybody's having this moment together and we're all so uncomfortable together and i love that it was so great like just like star wars where everybody's so psyched because they're seeing star wars but this one it's like Hey guys, we gotta get through this. It's not. We may not be fun, but we're gonna do our best. <laughs> do it's it. like we're gonna you know, make it. We're gonna make it. Uh, so that, so that for that reason, I just, I, I, like I said, I wanted to. I love that moment. That was great. Um, but as for the, as for the movie itself, the first thing that jumped off the bat to me was, I would did not expect, and I did not know that they would be addressing Amityville at all, because that's like one, that's like the Warrens, one of their biggest cases, their and they just sort case, of, yeah, yeah, and they just sort of kind of. They don't fl- gr- like they don't like fly through it, but it's sort of just a, it's an inciting incident rather than the incident in the movie, which is which was interesting because I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that you can you hint to, and you don't exactly approach. You can feel it's it's just no matter because I feel like no matter what you do, since Amityville does have this huge like track record and it it kind of puts an image in people's heads. I feel like it was smart for them to just use it in a different way, but still yeah, it. exactly. It's um. Because it kept getting compared, the the Enfield, is that what it's called? Enfield, yeah. is that the yeah. name of the town? The Enfield uh, poltergeist is compared to the Amityville horror yeah. all the time. You have to include it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think they did it really cleverly. I loved that scene. That was so and clever. The, like the that nun was, especially. Uh, that was, oh, oh, God. God. Can, we talk, can we talk about the scene when Via Farmiga is at her house and like the oh, nun God. shows up? We're getting into spoilers, guys. Well, oh, yeah, of course. We're um, so, movie. yeah, that um initially that nun shows up in the Amityville scene. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, she's... um She's in the basement. She, she like... Uh, yeah, oh, she's with the whole premonition in the wall. Yeah. Um, which was also very clever. So great. Um. So it followed her to her house, apparently. So I think she was haunted by it, or something like that, because it didn't really make sense to me. Tell you the truth. Well, I think I feel like it. It followed. It like latched. Cause she's she's kind of like clairvoyant, or yeah, uh, she's that's got the term like, for it. Um, I feel like it. It sort of 
like you know how in the first Conjuring movie, and this well, that's a great it was a great callback that they did later on. We'll we'll get to that, but like how it took a piece. I feel like when Ed Warren says like, oh yeah, it took a big piece. I feel like that's sort of what it was, and that's that ended up being what it was, mm-hmm. where it's like it's not like a Horcrux situation, but like you know. Like he mentions in The Conjuring too, it's like it's like when you eat gum on your shoe, you just take it with you sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's sort of what happened to her. And I just it was it was a great like recurring thing because you just oh. never know when this fucking when she's gun, gonna show up. Yeah, when this fucking so yeah, gun, um, turn up. There's a scene where uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this at all, but there are two scenes in her house where you can see the demon's name. Right, I didn't notice I noticed it. Um, that first scene where. Uh, they're eating breakfast. I read that. I read that you could see it in like the, the French. Yeah, it's, it's written right behind her. It says Valak right there. You can see it. Spoilers. The demon's name is Valak. Um, I, I don't want to <laughs> see this movie again, but I might have to see this movie again. So yeah, there's that scene. You can see it. I'm like, what does that even mean? Is their daughter's name Valerie or something? And it's not. It's like, what, what was their daughter's name? Uh, Judy. Judy. Like, so that took my theory right out the window. I did not notice any of those. So there's that. Um, that's the first time you see it. So she's home after a crisis of not wanting to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she has a scene where her daughter, she's hanging out with her daughter. She's reading the Bible like a good Christian. And you see something walk behind her daughter. Her daughter oh. gets up, mm-hmm. follows her, yeah. points and says, Mommy, who's that? And it's the fucking nun again. Fucking nun, man. Not the and flying it's just nun. Walking, it's just looking at her like, and that would be another scene where yeah, it just pans to the demon double flipping her off. <laughs> but the scene, uh, the scene right after that when like she leads oh her into the room and God. you see the painting, and it like beca- like I I feel like the the payoff to that wasn't as cool like where she like takes the painting off and just attacks her. Like I thought that was that was okay, but like when the lights go on and off and you can see the eyes appear. Uh-huh. Oh uh, my on the God. painting. And then the scene with the, or you just said about the scene with the shadow, right? Yeah. I liked that. I, I know. That. I liked it. I just that was I liked so it. scary. Oh, that was unsettling. Like, yeah, like that. That actually, I'm I'm gonna be scared to look at paintings in the eye. Straight up, as I'm yeah. staring at a picture of Uncle Sam right now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so Josh, you're the horror guy. So sorry to shut you out there, but I think right. I haven't seen a great horror movie like this since The Conjuring. So I'm excited. But uh, what what are some scenes that you want to talk about, or some parts of the movie? Um, oh, I mean. Something, I mean, honestly, outside, I actually think this movie is a lot less scary than the original. I think it's, but the thing is, what I say is, I think what this movie, and I feel this way about James Wan's Insidious 2 also, um, but uh, what it lacks for in scares, it makes up for in, like, character and um, in investing you emotionally in what's going on in the story. Um, and I felt really, like, in, like the family, like, uh, what's her name, the girl Janet um, and her mom and, uh, oh, especially... Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are two of the best horror protagonists I've seen oh, in absolutely. a very long time. I love these two characters. Because um, they're I mean, actual, like, characters. It's, well, yeah, it's awesome. they're not just here and, to I mean, be a every, vehicle for the, scares. The, act, and the acting in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. The, the characters are people you care about, and that's what I love. Even though maybe some things aren't, it's not quite as terrifying nonstop throughout, like, like pretty much a lot of the first one is, the reason you still feel scared is because you're not scared of what's going on, but you're scared of what's going to happen to them. You're yeah. scared. Just, you're scared that these people are going to die, and it's like that's just as effective as just your traditional, um, you know, just scaring the audience on, on what's going on. 
But in terms of what does work, again, like you said, the nun. The nun for me was like Annabelle, the Annabelle doll in the first movie. Oh, except this thing actually did something. So Yeah, this yeah. one was way worse. That, that doll scared the crap out of me. I think um, one of my favorite, since you bring up sort of the emotional parts of it, one of my favorite scenes was kind of like a throwaway just to sort of give character depth. But there is the character of Maurice Gross, played by like the bald like guy with like the twice. afro. Yeah, There's I a like scene it. where he like, because they kind of played him off as this doofus almost. Like yeah. he's just, he's super you... hype about the Warrens. Like he loves those guys. And then, then it makes sense. Yeah. And then he kind of talks about it. It's like, I just want to, I want to know if my daughter's in a good spot. Like I don't. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm fascinated by this stuff, but that's the most important thing to me. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of like that's not it's that's sort of a typical sort of movie thing. But that just for some reason well, that just kind of hit me. I was like, God, man, yeah. feelings. You would want to know. It's it's yeah yeah. But the the Warrens relationship too, Josh. What'd you what'd you make about how they developed I that? Loved, I loved how they kind of developed their kind of the it's not a romance. They're married already, but they're, like, they're they just, show how in love they are. Yeah, they just. In that and that I love that scene where he's playing the Elvis song. Yeah, it's just no, it's just I love oh, I just love not just because it uh, it added to their story, but just moments like that throughout the movie where you just get these really genuine, heartwarming character moments like that make you care about everyone. Uh-huh. When they when like, they both have the conversation with the girl and they ended it with well, well I married him like I, yeah, I married her things like that. I love yeah, that it. was great. Like they're then, just they're just two people in this world. They couldn't they they found each other somehow. And then the the one great. at the very end where Janet is talking to Ed Green and she's like, I'm so lucky I have two people, not just one. I'm like, Yes. That's yes. the thing you should do now. Like, guys. Have, have things. I want to care about that. I don't want to just see, you know, people get killed and people get tortured. I want to care about the people as they get killed and Kill get tortured. tortured. <laughs> um, but um, you can murder them, make me at least feel something. Yeah. Are you telling me you didn't feel just pure sadness when Kevin Bacon got stabbed in the neck with an arrow in the first Friday the 13th movie? Yeah, I was laughing more than well, that. And all same here. But stuck <laughs> at Bacon, just oh. everybody, just at once. Then he gets stabbed through the bed. Yeah, after he fucks yeah. some chick. Um, uh, so oh, let's... misogyny hour. <laughs> um. So, where, where else do we want to go here? Do I we want to talk just, about more specific scenes, um, plot, anything? I, I want to talk about the uh, camera work in this movie. Oh, yes. yeah, to go for it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, noticed, I noticed something. a lot of long takes. There's one scene I want to talk about in particular. Which one? The camera work, where Is they're, it the, uh, they're going to bed for the first time? No, when they're t- doing the investigation with Janet and oh, she has to drink the water. The water, oh my god. That and was it just so holds on his face with the background out of focus. I counted that scene. It's three, It's almost four minutes long. <laughs> oh my god. And it just holds. No modern horror movie, no modern movie, period, does things like this. It doesn't just stop. Things. And did you James guys want that, that subtle you. change, too? That yes. subtle change from him being the little girl to him being... Uh, Bill, who is my new favorite uh, ghost in a movie ever. Same. That guy is so cheeky. I love him. <laughs> just, it's my house. I, just, I, I love like him. him scream. I like to hear him. I just, I, I would like to have a beer with Bill. <laughs> well, you can't. And I also loved, I, I, I mean, I don't know if how other people thought about this, but the twist with Bill. Oh, yes, I, was, I was kind I, of waiting for them to do something. It's like, okay, well... I mean, not yeah, I don't know the story, yeah. but it's not going to be just this old dude. I don't. I was convinced it was this. I, I was just convinced it was just this spirit, and right. I was just going with it. And then they put the two messages together, and I was like, 
holy shit, this yeah. is crazy. What's it's, going on? It's awesome. more of an investigative thriller in some spots than an actual, like, because they're, like, trying to find out, well, is she doing this? Like, it's it's yeah. it's almost a mystery and movie I, in addition I, to I, being, it's like, a, a horror movie. It's, it's great because they, like, they go, it's like, oh, what's up with the girl? Is she actually doing this? And, like, oh, well, what what's the mystery behind this Whitaker guy? And what's the mystery behind, like, and then, well, then they put the tapes together. It's like, this is like a, it's, it's weird. It's like a Bond movie almost, or a Batman kind of a thing. It's Sherlock Holmes I, in a way. It's something that like, something, again, it's one of those things where, one of the fears I had going to this movie is, is it just going to rehash much the same stuff the first? And it doesn't. What it does, it does stuff differently. It has a new story almost. Like, the first one, there was none of this proving the girl's fake and, you know, or, or the family's faking it. And then all this, you know, they just believe. Yeah. But this one, there's much more of a mystery of an unsurety toward towards it. And there, there's also the addition to that one character, that that woman, the the one American woman. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I found her insufferable. I, I hate, I hated her. Um, she but I feel that was the she, point. Was, but still, still you're supposed to hate her. It, that was that was very frustrating. Her yeah, character I, was very really frustrating. Sucks. She was um, in. Uh, I I I spent the entire movie trying to figure out what she was in. She was in the Born. She was in Born. She was. Uh, which one? She uh supremacy and and identity. She was like the girl that he was tra- traveling with. Huh. From the beginning, well, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know what happened to her career because she's she was awesome in those, but now she's like you know a bit role in the movie. It sucks. I remember traveling with Julia Stiles. I don't remember her. No, in the first two Born movies, like she's the one that dies in the beginning of Supremacy. Oh, oh, that didn't look like her at all. Yeah, well, she got older, so I don't oh, know. Savage. <laughs> well, I'm not. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. Uh, going back to the camera work for a yeah. second. Um, I don't know who the cinematographer was or if this was James Wan, but Don, Don all the first half of this movie is littered with long shots. Yeah. And I loved it. That scene where they're going to bed for the first night. Yep. They didn't break and they went that one. You could tell it was a transition. They probably cut it there. But when they Wait. went through that little window, mm-hmm. it killed me. It was so good. It just... I want more long shots in my movies. The guy's name is uh, Don Burgess. He did Forrest Gump, Contact, which is an awesome movie, Castaway, Spider-Man, The Polar Express, Enchanted, if you're into that, Source Code, uh, Conjuring 2, and he's got Allied. uh, So so, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's a a boss. He's he's dope as hell. So... um, yeah, I think that that added to this movie for me like a lot. Yeah, something I I noticed, especially after watching both Conjuring movies in one like in five hours or something like that, is that Juan he does when you're talking about cinematography, he cuts the he cuts his shots in halves a lot. Like uh-huh. yeah, some directors are like they do they do it in thirds or whatever, but his is like almost distinctly in halves. And like <laughs> so, whenever he did a shot where somebody was on a on a far end of the screen i just knew something was going to happen like there's i think i can't remember which conjuring movie it is but there's like a scene where somebody's uh they're they're like they're sitting on a bed actually no it's the first conjuring movie where the girl's sitting on the bed and then on that half this on her half of the screen turn her sister and the other half of the screen is the door and like the shadows behind the door uh-huh. and he did that he did that several times in this movie and i just like whenever that happened it just clicked in my head i was like oh god something scary something scary is going to happen but uh so yeah that, that part of it was great i mean Juan's a fucking pro yeah he's awesome. he is they're so great he can direct um, he you can direct whatever movie he can do bond he can do bad i don't care what this like, guy does like straight up he's, he's the best he's a great director he really and is. when this is his own script right did he write this movie no he he'd be uh what are the name uh the hayes the ha- brothers. The Hayes brothers Hayes brothers they they wrote the script they wrote the did, first one too they wrote the first one okay oh he, he actually, works 
He does have writing script. credit for oh, this. But sick. they wrote this specifically to make to get him on board to direct it. Right. That's good. I like that. Um, yeah, I I want to see more of him. Like, I'd like to see him branch out. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, because he, he's starting to. He he said he originally when he did the Conjuring, he said that was going to be his last horror movie, and then he went and did Furious Seven, and then they you know they really wanted to get him back Conjuring too. So I guess he he doesn't he kind of missed it a little bit. I don't know, but I hope I really hope he doesn't leave. Just. Don't don't leave me. I, I think he should do. He needs to do one more in a like. So he's got Aquaman. I think he should do one more after Aquaman and then call it. Like no, do the no, last. No, I know, I know, I know. You. That's what you're gonna say. I, I understand that. But like, you need him. You think? Wait, wait. You think he should stop with horror movies or stop with movies? Oh no, no. Of course, stop with hor- just stop with horror movies at least for okay. a while. Like, do your final Conjuring. Kind of take this to the next, like the next stage of the story. Like honestly, I think they should. Back. They could they can, I would honestly be cool with like five or six more conjuring. I mean, there's so many different N. Lorraine like file cases that yeah. right. explore. Yeah, no, I understand that. It's but it, eventually it will get a little old, and it is yeah. going to get. So I just don't want it to get to there. Exactly. So. Yeah, I, I don't want this series to become Saw. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So I feel like the thing less, is, as long as he stays in the director's chair. Yeah, just like with horror, less is always more. So I feel like that might be a good way to go. Uh, but okay, what else? What else do you want to talk about, John? Uh, really, just talk about James Wan, like just his the way he approaches film, the filmmaking in this, and just mm-hmm. he doesn't. He is so old school, and I love it. I think just the way he builds tension and the way he develops the characters and the way he builds up to scares and the way he uses jump scares is better than anybody in work, working in horror in the last 15 years. Exactly, um, because you you know why? His yeah. um his jump scares are payoffs for 10 yes. scenes. Yes. Instead of he does he doesn't just try to You don't make a jump start your scaring. Yeah, yeah. You just don't do that to start the scene and then go on with bullshit. No, you need it, it's payoff and I, you can tell that yeah. that's why his that's why his movies are so su- successful. I hope like, you guys are in the mood for a metaphor because I got one for you. So right. James Wan, he is like going to in his movie and going into a scene is like going into an ice cream shop <laughs> where you go through and you pick out everything. Like it's like, oh, I want chocolate and then I want some, you know, I want some whipped cream on it. And it's like you go through and you make your perfect Sunday, and that's the scene. And at the very end, he gives you a million dollars, like the jump scare. <laughs> like that's what it's like. Or or just in any cooking analogy you want to do. But he just takes it like, okay, here's he just he hides these drum scares, which are in the by themselves amazing. He just he like he baits the hook, and he just like oh no, it's over here. No, no, it's over here. Like it's the fire truck scene. I mean, let's talk about that scene. Fire truck scene. I did not. I didn't even expect that scream to come. I'm not gonna lie to you. Best yeah. best scene in the movie. I mean, can we? I'm not gonna go that far. To say I would go that scene. far. I like, think it's the best scene in the movie. Too. Um, but like that might be my favorite jump scare. But I also really liked the jump scare where she was home sick from school. Oh, and shit, the bro. TV kept fucking changing, <sighs> and that was so stressful. And then she goes to fix the TV. It, I don't remember what happens. Or well, she, well, how she, how she? Oh, she's keeps trying to turn it off and on, turn it yeah, on and stuff. Yeah. She sees in the reflection. She sees a uh, bill. Oh God, that one got with the heat with the remote. She looks up. She sees the remote drop, and then it cuts back to her, and Bill's face is right fucking next to her. And this is my house. Jesus. God damn, it was so good. I don't, for me, the fire truck scene was great. I thought, like, just the way that it was sort of, it. I mean, the scene because like that was that was the scene where I think it was rate. So the kid he rolls the fire truck into the tent. 
I think it was just a little bit later on. Then he gets in bed, and you just see, like I said, in half. So he's on, on one half of the shot is him in his bed, and on the other half of the, half the shot's the door. Oh. And when that fucking truck <laughs> rolls in, just rolls right into the into the into the room, I just like that's when people started like squirming and everything, and I died. And then he goes in there and he opens up the curtain, and I can't remember. Do you see Bill or the Crooked Man? You see Bill. It's Bill. Okay. No, you don't. God, the Crooked Man. We didn't. Talk wait, about wait. That. We'll get to him. Um, he makes we don't, I don't think. So, Crooked Man makes Slender Man look like a pussy. Like, that, he is so much cooler. I love the Crooked Man. Oh, Crooked Man was great. But in that scene, I don't think you see anything. Doesn't he just yell? Or maybe I was jumping so hard that yeah, I didn't I mean, even see it. I missed a lot of this movie, okay? <laughs> like, um, I, yeah, I don't think that you see him, but it was Bill yelling. Oh, yeah. Um, Just in that talking about the payoff, remember in that the scene directly before it, you hear, uh, what's her name? The, the main kid girl child janet, yeah whatever janet you say say uh no stop he's like no i'm playing a game with billy just and then he plays the game with billy <sighs> and it kills me just stop it the one that got me was when they're in when um ed is downstairs and he's oh. fixing oh my god the thing the, the and he's in a thing and the the um which which goes the bill goes he was he, he comes out from behind and he's sneaking up on her on uh on ed and She's she says look out and he's not there, and then she and then he's under the water and he just grabs her. That scared the hell out of me. Oh my god! The only thing I didn't understand was when he was reaching around, like something dropped, and he was like reaching around. He pulled out like these dentures. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Well, he's an old man. I know, but like, how how are their dentures? Because I'm sure they were just somewhere in the. No, but like I thought they dropped, like they fell into the water. I think they they might have been on the roof or something, or on the ceiling, something. I don't know, something weird. I was gonna give this like a nine, but I'm gonna give like an eight. So it's a seven now. This movie's a four. No, no, no. uh, Uh, but I actually that brings me. I do have a couple of negatives. So this is like just a little bit, and I uh, so we'll we'll talk about negatives of the movie that we have just uh, right now. So I I did feel like it was a little long. Like so, it's about two hours and nine minutes. I feel like maybe five that could be trimmed out because we do, we spend a lot of time. I mean, I know they're amazing scenes, but we spent a little bit too much time with the family to start. Like in the Conjuring one, we got I think maybe two or three scenes, but this one I feel like maybe we got either they were longer, or there were more of them. But the point is, that I think they need to be trimmed down a little bit, and parts of it, like only just brief seconds sections, didn't flow as well as the first movie, which is like it's like, but these are very minor things because it's not like. They didn't have scares in them because the scares, like they saved a lot. They they really they uh-huh. made a lot of those patches. So I was fine with them. But those are just my brief. Like, eh, these could have been better. So what do you I guys had, have? I had one. It um kind of not not. I need to preface this by saying I loved the Crooked Man. I loved that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I got so much of a Babadook vibe from him, though. It kind of hurt me. <laughs> I never right? seen the movie, so um, it's cool. amazing. He very much did resemble the Babadook. He was very Babadookish. Down, just right down to the design, the very stop motion design of him. Exactly. That, yeah. but I think that it's okay. He's obviously getting influenced by really great movies, and I mean, the Babadook is one of my favorite horror movies ever made. I love it so much. But that ending is still fucking weird as shit. But you saw it, right, Josh? I, I saw. I think it's a little overrated. I, I like. It, it. I mean, it was really good, but I really liked it. Ending is fucked up, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it was a tad too Babadookish for me at the like the first time you saw him. That was like okay, that's a bit much, but it was still really cool. And 
it kind of uh, came to a standstill, momentum-wise, in the middle of the movie. Um, when Ed and Lorraine decide that, okay, yeah, let's just develop our characters. I think that lasted a bit too long. Mm, okay. I mean, they were good scenes. That That's where that Elvis scene is from. That's where just... It's okay. It's just, I think that, like you said, I that's where I would have cut some of the movie out. All right. That's, that's all fair. I got. That's, that's all fair. I can remember. Josh, any negatives and jump out um, at you? It's really not, it's not even, I don't even know if it's really a, completely a negative. It's just a compare. Not It's It's just because the first movie was, I'd say it's a, a, a perfect balance between drama and characterization and scaring the life out of its audience and doing it a perfect blend, whereas I felt this one was more characters and drama. Mm-hmm. I would say this one's probably 65 to 70% characters and drama and about 35 to 40% horror and you scaring see, you. You see, I almost um, needed that because the horror just freaked me out so much yeah. where I just need to like take a break for a second. <laughs> I get that. I just like, I wanted, I wanted a little bit more of the horror, right. but I didn't mind it because I love every, what the other were, things were being done. I thought they were done so well. So I, I completely forgive that. Okay. So. Uh, all right. Well, I'll see you guys want to break down. Um, um, let's talk about the crooked man. Yeah, I thought he was great. He's scary man. I loved him. I I did not think that that uh, music boxes are fucked up. That that's what I think James Wan is trying to tell us. Yeah, is yeah. that we should never uh, <laughs> touch buy a them, music ever. box, never look at them, never sing into them, never use them as a mirror or anything. Yeah. Um, it's scary as shit. That song makes no sense. Yeah. Isn't like kill his family or something? Like no, that's, what, no, that's what he made it into. He made oh, okay. It into it. He did not. That's not how it went. Oh, okay. The music box. So that was he, hype uh, as fuck. That was hype as shit. Like, oh my god. Seriously, the crooked man. Uh, uh, I guess, like but, I said but earlier, his introduction with the dog was so good. I thought the dog was gonna die. I, I did too. They killed the dog in the first. Yeah, movie. that's what I was like. I saw the first one. I know what's gonna happen. I'm so, not prepared for this again. <laughs> Yeah, that was like that was my that was the first of like what the fuck I was moments like, that they had. This again? What are you doing? To me? But no, it's just the crooked yeah, man. He's just, the dog. He's yeah. just a dog. He's, the bell. He's, he's crazy. Just, it's so, and then he just oh, it's so good. So let's let's jump ahead to the ending because like the whole the whole thread that's being brought through this movie. And actually, I'm, I I want to talk about this first. As far as a sequel goes, the best case scenario for a sequel, and I think I even think to. Granted, I didn't like the first one as much, but I think even think it it did it better than The Dark Knight in the fact that it makes the first film better. Like the way that they like how they kind of explain when when the, in the first movie they explain like oh Lorraine like with the big piece, they like say what that is, uh-huh. and they kind yeah. of like they they don't it fall back on to things that are introduced in the first one. Yeah, they don't abandon yeah. any plot lines. Like everything in The Conjuring matters and it's it it influences how they do stuff, it influences just their whole relationship and I which that's amazing if a movie like I feel like um Empire Strikes Back makes Star Wars a better movie for me. I think. Oh, but, absolutely. And I though that's all that's honestly the best case scenario for any sequels if like hey, let's 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 make let's beef up the first one even more now. And I think they did a really good job at that. But um, also the the main plot thread is you know, the emotional thread outside of the whole family thing is that Lorraine has these visions of Ed's death, and that's apparently what took off took out the big piece. And she has another one in Amityville. And um, so, what do you guys think of the payoff with that? Because you do see like 
the lightning bolt hit the tree with like to be the spike that would possibly kill him and then uh did that work out did that work for you with the demon and everything it did but the thing about the demon is i don't know the rules with demons so either she's was haunted by that same demon the whole time Mm -hmm. and if that's the case how did it get to that house and start fucking with those girls and why did it tell her his name right if that's the one thing that it takes to defeat a demon what's why would it do that unless those visions came from something else god or somebody i don't know which would be okay i'd be all right with that honestly that wouldn't piss me off if they explained that it's god doing it right because they're obviously operating on the belief that god is real and that demons are real and all that shit because you right. can't have one without the other. Right, right, right. So I, I wish they explained that just a tiny bit better. But okay. also the uh, the mystery that it causes is also good. It's a good thing. It gets people talking like right now. Yeah, exactly. Josh, what did you think <coughs> about, the, about that plot point? I thought it worked well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I went along with it. I bought into it. So I didn't. Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't work well. I liked it. Yeah, I, just, I low-key expected them to just be like, hey, Satan's here. Like, I thought I, but the the fact that it was a demon, I, f- I feel like, like I said earlier, just this the investigative thriller aspect of this was just awesome, and I wanted I so I really I was really happy with how they handled that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just it's, uh, it was great. Uh, any Seriously. other any other did did uh either of you know anything about this story because it's like the most one of the most popular like I've looked it up on stories. more than one occasion, but. I forgot everything. You didn't. You didn't know anything about it, like going into the movie. No, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read anything either. I don't. And I, I I looked at the Wikipedia page before we started recording, and doesn't tell you shit. Mm -hmm. Like that whole final sequence, and also the two sequences. Um, the final scene where obviously the the uh the spike in the comes up off the tree. Um, and I I thought I honestly thought I felt. Like she was gonna die. I felt like it just wasn't gonna end well for some reason. I don't know because I didn't know any. I I saw one teaser for this movie, so I saw like honestly almost no footage. Right. Um. So and also on top of that, I knew nothing about the case, so I didn't know if she died or if she lived. I really felt like she was about to die. So I was. Oh really, yeah. Yeah, I felt the peril. But the other thing was um the scene where she starts the ghost is, where a bill is speaking through her. Um. Hype. Where yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just hearing, first of all, hearing those in the movie that was that creeped me out. And then and they played in, the real tapes in the, in the real credits. And they played it in the credits. I was squirming. They're even creepier. And then I went. I I was dumb, and I went home and I listened to them on YouTube. Oh no! In my headphones. And I, it's the creepiest thing. <laughs> it's so creepy. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm honestly not sure if I know, feel, feel like these are like legit or not, but I just, it's stuff like, it's just, it's so well done and it just, it's creepy. This is just so creepy. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's messed up, which is the best. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Any other scenes? I just want to talk about the whole movie. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just I, want to see it again. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't know if I can just emotionally. I, the, yeah. I, want I don't know to. if my heart can take it. Yeah. Same here. Uh, but I did love it. I did love it. Um, another, another great scene was, uh, was, um, with the crosses. That was really cool. Oh my God. Yeah. That was hype. I mean, I, I think, um, so let's all, um, go around and say what our favorite scene was. Oh, mine's the truck. Mine's a fire truck. The truck scene. How about you, Josh? 
I'm trying to think. You go. My my favorite scene has to be uh, the interview. Fair. With the. Uh, with him just staring into your soul the whole time. I, I love that scene so much. I might have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. Solid. All right. Yeah. Any final words before we give a grade? This movie's incredible. It's yeah. so good. It's great. <laughs> yeah, Josh, let's start with you. Great. Four is five. Um, I'm going to go nine out of ten. Okay, Cody. Uh, three? No. Nine and a half. <laughs> cool. Uh. It's a 10 for me. Oh, boy. It's a 10. I can't, I cannot even begin to make any case for anything other than a 10. Just, I'm, I'm, some, I'm grading both the experience and the film itself. So it's, it's one of the easiest 10s. I feel like if I saw it with a, not, if I saw it alone. Right. Yeah. You probably would have liked it. Well, and have a good audience, but. True, true. Um, yeah, I would probably would have liked enjoyed it more. Try to see it again. I'm yeah. gonna definitely gonna. See yeah, it. if you can get into like a mid afternoon showing of it, mm-hmm. you know, what? I'm gonna go to like an 11:30. Go story. into the morning. Those Good. are my favorite time. That's my favorite time to go to the movies. Nice. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. So my this problem, I think that's my easiest ten since like Spectre, probably. So I I'm head over heels for this movie. I honestly didn't think you're gonna like it that much, Mason. Really? Why? You never have shown any enthusiasm when horror movies are brought up. Yeah. Well, I they're, they're not my thing, but this one is, and these movie these movies are. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So right, that's wh- good. Where's this? Where's this stack up in the year for you guys? I think um, it's my. Um, what was my number two last time? It's my new number three. Oh yeah. So it's below it, it, Civil no, War. No, uh, yeah. No, it's it's tied for two. Okay. Yeah. Right now it's my number three behind Civil War and Jungle Book. Any think it's gonna move up at all? move up no hmm? probably not okay mine's it's my second favorite easily i'd still like everybody wants some more but this is an easy second i love it so so much it's gonna be off i can't we're definitely talking about this one at the end of the year that's for sure i can't wait to own this movie same here same. well yep. to not watch <laughs> i need to go and buy the conjuring too though. i might i think i'm gonna see as well one. the conjuring as well yeah there you go. <laughs> I, i'm probably gonna see this again actually in the theater because i feel like oh, yeah, i really want to one of my, my friends wants to go and see it true true all right so uh, let's move on watching reading listening to for this week uh cody why don't you get us started what am i been watching reading listening to um i finished the bat oh here you go it was good not as good as the snowman but it was good yeah um did you think that it was it was um it was evenly distributed like did it kind of peak towards the end too much or did you feel like it was right in the middle yeah (laughs) right the the smack middle of the uh, audiobook It, it cuts it off when you're downloading it right audible I love you. Please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> Give us yeah, money. I, uh, money. It peaks right at the middle. It gets super hype as shit. And then everything goes bad for a little bit. When I say bad, I mean bad in the good way. You know what I'm talking about. Bad for the characters. Yeah. yeah, bad for the characters. Good for you. And then it, um, it, it peaks again at the end. It's good. It's not that evenly distributed. I think uh, The Snowman... Was Wait. more evenly distributed. Yeah, I think this. I felt like the snowman built. It, it was. Yeah, there's a lot of building, and it pays off at the end. It was but... much. It was much more gradual of a roller coaster. I think. Yeah. Like it yeah. just. It's like the Superman ride, where it just like it gets you up there, up, 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 and then drops you. Just yeah, like, yeah. Drops you onto the mat like pro wrestling. So. And then another thing today I did. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever seen Twelve Angry Men? Yes. No. Oh my god. What do you think of it, Mason? 
It's awesome. That's a great movie. I was I listened to a uh I bought it. It was five dollars on Audible. It was a uh Nice. What was it called? It's a, a recording of a live stage performance of it. Oh, hype. And it was it's so good. That is that's gotta be one of my favorite court based pieces of whatever it is. It's I don't know if it's literature or movie or film or whatever. Yeah. Uh, theater it's just it's so er, er, everything i've ever seen based in a courtroom it's probably tied with to kill a mockingbird which i also watched nice and finished um that movie's really good too if you guys haven't seen it i've seen I saw it. it i saw it in high school but i don't remember a lot of it Monster. i'd give it another good the book is amazing if you haven't read the book mm. um but yeah i love 12 angry men i gotta buy that movie again and watch it nice Cool. Josh, what's up with you? All right. Well, I also did a double feature when I saw The Conjuring 2, but I did not see The Conjuring 1. I saw Warcraft. Um, This movie is getting destroyed by critics and fans, too. Um, uh, I've never played World of Warcraft. I have no plans to because I have things to do with my time. It's awesome. Like watching movies about Warcraft. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I saw a different movie than everybody else. And I, I swear, I got, again, I haven't played the game. I'm not just fanboying. I loved this movie. I thought it was awesome. Like, I don't know why other people didn't like it, but, uh, you know, to each their own. But I don't know. I just, it, this movie worked. It feels like there were, like, it, throughout the whole movie, it felt like there were just scenes ripped out that should have been there, that should have extended on. That's really the only major issue I had with it, aside from some, like, obviously, like, CGI dodgy some places, things like that. Um, but overall, I thought the acting was solid. Uh, the visual effects, are, it's some of the best uh, performance capture visual effects I've ever seen. Um, the opening shot of the main orc is, or might be the single best-looking shot of a CGI creature I've ever seen in my life. Um I love the orc characters. The human characters were okay. I don't think they're as bad as people are making them out to be. Um, it's just a, it's a really fun, cool fantasy movie. Um, and I would really like to see more. So, yeah. Warcraft. Nice. Uh, as for me, uh, I had a pretty, I had a pretty chill week. I don't know. I didn't, I was working a little bit, doing a little bit, but I, I did, I went to see a movie today. So now you see me too. I don't know. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I just I like going to see movies. I I I I only saw it so I could put it on. I could do my uh 2016 ranked list on Letterbox. Like that's the only reason I go to so many movies right now. Plus <laughs> I was curious about it, and my wife uh, Lizzie Kaplan is in it, so that's always a plus. She's <laughs> Did awesome. you see the first one? Yeah, it was really bad. I haven't seen the first one. This one I this one at least I knew it was going to be bad, so I was like kind of prepared for it and I was You weren't even upset. Yeah, I was ready to have like a good time with it and it's so it's just the stupidest movie ever. And one of the characters has my name. It's like <laughs> his name is Merritt, like his first name is Merritt, which is weird. But, so it was play, played by Woody Harrelson, so I don't know. I would oh, not okay. recommend it to anybody. It's horrible, but I had a good time with it, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I've also been listening, and I talked, I've talked. i talked about the movie before, so I'll be brief here. I've been listening to the soundtrack of Sing Street, like like a boss. I mentioned it in our top five episode. <laughs> Just the, like I said, the original music and the stuff that they get, like um, Stay Clean by Motorhead, In Between Days by The Cure, Town Called Malice from The Jam, 
Uh, Maneater from Daryl Hall and John Oates. Hall and Oates, as some may know them. Stepping Out, Joe Jackson. Pop Music, M. Like, it's just, the list goes on. It's it's great, great soundtrack. I love it. And I'm getting the U2 Paris Blu-ray in the next couple of days, so I'll be watching that and crying. Uh, Are you featured on that? No, unfortunately. No. It's not that one. Yeah, they they picked they could have they had eight New York City uh shows to choose from, but they ended up choosing Paris. Whatever. It was the right decision though, because like did you know that the day that the Paris attacks happens, they were about they were hours from going on stage for a concert. Did they end up going on? Uh they pushed it back a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, because they did two Paris shows and then they went to Dublin and they came back to do Paris and the D V D and stuff like that. So uh, at least they went through with it. Yeah, that was when they had the Eagles of Death Metal. They like played on stage. I don't know if you guys saw that in the news. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that was that. Was that. Try and tell me that's not the best band in the world. Hmm. Dare you. I dare you. Uh, so yeah, that's been my week. So uh, good times. Good times. Good conversations. I feel like we had a good, good episode there. Is this um, other than Star Wars? What's our highest rated movie? What do you mean? This? Other than Star Wars, all three of us are highest average score. Oh, Dark Knight. Oh, for an individual episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, I think this this is probably second, come to think of it. Huh. Hmm. That's oh, so weird. <laughs> the, the horror movie, I, I never would have thought that. Yeah, that's just, hey, man, sometimes, sometimes things just happen. They just <laughs> happen. Actually, I mean, I'll look. It might up. be Spotlight. Yeah, let me look at the archives now. But yeah, Spotlight not didn't that was yeah nine. I was, was I was kind of cool on Spotlight. Spotlight was nine and a half, nine and eight and a half. So that one was kind of like meh. It's that was fine. But yeah, so I I unfortunately I, I play spoiler too much. So I'm glad that finally we're all on the same page and we can all talk about how much we love a movie. Hasn't happened. Hasn't really happened since Star Wars. That since we've December. Yeah. So <laughs> whoopsies. But uh, cool. So uh, quick check on Finding Dory. Sitting at 93% with uh, 14 reviews. So, uh, Josh, I hope you have your Interstellar Blu-ray bought and uh, ready to go. I will be torrenting it like a normal person. You bastard. Anyways, uh, so there you go. Next week, Finding Dory. Can't wait for it. So until then, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on Twitter. Send us an email at RealFlixPodcast at gmail.com. And leave us an iTunes view. It helps. It keeps the lights on, which, like last week, I'll need. When I go see The Conjuring 2 again. <laughs> but uh, take it easy, you guys. Bye. Later. <laughs>